0: Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. Hi, this is um, Chris Mitkin with the Manchester Cricket, and I'm here with Hannah Harlow, our wonderful writer um, from the bookshop of Beverly Farms, and we're here talking to her about her latest piece. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Hi. how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you holding up in this? Good,
1: good. We were just talking about how everything is not dried out because it's just been raining so much which is so i'm feeling a little damp just (laughs) in general
0: i'm feeling a little soggy myself (laughs) we are beginning to reflect our surroundings but um you uh in a in a more optimistic way chose to write your piece um for us this week a little bit more about water but not so soggy so you started off with a a wonderful sort of comment about The Lost Boys of Montauk. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah!
1: So this book came out, I don't know, a month or two ago, and I've been interested in it, but I finally just got a chance to read it. And it's, I think a lot of people think it's going to be The Perfect Storm by Sebastian Younger. It's not quite that. It has some similarities, but it's about this boat called the Windblown uh, that got lost off the coast of Montauk, a fishing, commercial fishing boat, uh, in 1984. And for some reason, that boat and the four men who were lost at sea have become kind of legendary in the town just like their story has just persisted um so this journalist kind of looked into it and did kind of a full investigation and interviewed all the survivors and tried to figure out you know what happened to the boat so it's really fascinating I mean it's she's very thorough um and it's it's very interesting.
0: Oh, that sounds very interesting. And it's interesting. When I first read about it, I actually thought it was fiction, but it's not. It's nonfiction. It's nonfiction. Oh, even better. I think that, that, that will be wonderful to read. And it led you into sort of talking more about just nautical books in general, which, you know, we do live next to the ocean. And, and I think there is still always that fascination. I know that I often get sucked into, we were just talking about shipbuilding sort of culture in Essex and, you know, all of them sort of wonderful industries but also the families and the stories that surround that so you were saying that also you do always make sure to keep in some more nautical books you know, yeah you know
1: when I took over the store last year very quickly people you know they're saying where's your nautical section and I was like oh well <laughs> let me work on that <laughs> but it makes sense you know we have the beach right down the street totally. and we're so coastal and we service coastal communities so there's a lot of great local history but even the not super local I think is interesting just because it feels, it feels familiar.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, and you even mentioned a book that was for, what was it like, surfers and swimmers and what was this sort of um, compilation?
1: Patagonia Books, which they do beautiful books. So Patagonia Books has reissued a book called Waves and Beaches. And it, again, super thorough look at, you know, how the ocean works, how it's affecting our landscape and I think it's super useful for sailors in particular, which I think of around here, and fishermen, and just anyone who spends a lot of time on the water. It's right, just will give you a much
0: better understanding of what's going on. What's you know? <laughs> what is this yeah. that surrounds us? And as you said, they sort of updated it sort of to reflect like climate change mm-hmm. and sort of to make it more current, which I'm. Always yes. Happy to yeah, hear I think it.
1: it originally came out in 1964. Oh wow! They updated it once in the late 70s, maybe, and so then they've updated it again. So it's, oh, super. it's super contemporary.
0: Cool. Um,
1: and also like a really nice package. So it right. makes like, like a, a great good gift, gift
0: book. Right. Perfect. Or even a good coffee table book, which yes. I. <laughs> don't really have anymore because of kids but nice coffee table book for your beach home that's right (laughs) exactly perfect no i have to admit i was very very like I, i loved reading about all of these but i was very excited about you moved into swimming um and swimming to the top of the tide which sounds fascinating and i think the cricket may follow up on it tell yes. us a little bit about about so,
1: that so it's by patricia hamlin who um has lived in gloucester for you know 30 plus years and okay. she actually came to the store a couple ah. weeks ago and did a little event um you know read from her book and uh gave a little chat about how it came to be and she's awesome so she and her husband started these daily swims in the marsh um they live you know on the edge of the great marsh and they started going swimming in it daily and you know she said there are not a lot of other people who do this like they're often just totally alone swimming in the you know the tidal estuary yeah and they always go at high tide of course you know she said everyone
0: thinks of the marsh as this like muddy place but right because they've been there at low tide (laughs) right (laughs) when it smells but if you go at high tide turns out turns you can out swim you can in swim. it <laughs> I, as a kayaker i've experienced both of those things yeah you, you pay you start paying much closer attention to the <laughs> tides but it sounds like a beautiful experience for them and sort of a, i i full disclosure i'm going to buy the book before i leave yeah. definitely going to read it yeah, so yeah. i'm excited about that one. But i'm really glad that you
1: yeah because it's what, it's, all, it. it's you know a memoir of kind of these daily swims and kind of what it does for them mentally and physically but it's also observing the marsh and how it's changed oh. over the years that they've been swimming there so it's also a nice
0: piece of nature writing oh i can't wait to read it we've been we've been the crickets been sort of swimming around the marsh a lot this year <laughs> as well through the photographer dorothy monoli and then yes. pieces on the changing marsh and you know everybody's paying close i mean the tides are rising and we're all paying more attention
1: dorothy's book paired with patricia's book oh. would be like a great little
0: Gift package. Yes, you're so right. Oh, I know, absolutely. So good. So thank you for that. And then you you kind of ended with um, well, no, we haven't gotten to the end yet. But people th- in the UK that are like open water swimming sounds yeah, so, sort of terrifying. You know, but... Patricia's
1: book did remind me of
0: this guy uh, Richard Deacon's
1: book, Waterlogged, or Water Log, uh, because it is a log of his open water swimming adventures. That he just set out to explore England through the various waterways.
0: As one does. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Why not? Sure.
1: (laughs) But I do think, you know, there are a lot more people doing open water swims. And there's a a book I read ages ago by Lynn Cox, Swimming to Antarctica, which is one of my favorites of the open water swimming book genre. (laughs) We are building this genre. Which is thick, We have a whole section here yeah. on. Yeah. So that was not in the article, but I also recommend
0: that. Oh, one. that's great! Well, that's why we—that's why we, we look yes. to you, Hannah, Is for 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 deeper insight into the um, the vast world of open water swimming, books, <laughs> among other things. All right, and then you ended with, um, which I just love, this sort of punctuation mark here at the end, that in fiction we have Migrations by Charlotte... Oh, you're going to have to handle her McConaughey? last name. McConaughey. McConaughey? let's say. Yeah, I let's say that. I've never actually heard it out loud, but yeah. that's my best
1: guess.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of O's and N's, and sure thing.
1: Yeah, well, so I'm a fiction lover, so I really couldn't let the article end without well mentioning a couple novels. Yes. So the first book I mentioned was Migrations by charlotte mcconaughey which um you just mentioned and it's great it's so it's a woman who's kind of following what is perhaps the last migration of the arctic turns mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a climate change novel um we call this cli-fi this one is not quite science fiction um you know it's it's based more in this reality this
0: reality playing it out yeah sort of ominous um
1: but she's a beautiful writer um but also like has a great way of creating tension so you're turning the pages so she has that good combo of like literary great writing with you know plot driven narrative yes Um, so it's that just came out in paperback and it's wonderful and much of it is set on a fishing boat um she kind of tags along on a boat to in order to follow the turns oh
0: super yeah okay that might have to be on the list too okay yeah and she
1: has a new book coming out in august that i'm reading right now called once there were wolves and it's fabulous and every night i'm like i need to get back to this
0: oh that's you know you, you just mentioned something really important which is you know and i sort of I, I don't know. I find this with like Donna Tart, like when I think, in my opinion, the writing is excellent, but it also you can't get when you can't wait to get back to it. Yes, that's just such a I that's know, I the love sp- it. sweet spot with reading. Really, it is, so it doesn't ha- you can't it doesn't happen with every book. No, it no, can't it, it can't, and maybe that's what makes it special. Yes, so I
1: think so. Good. Well, then you end on Sea Wife. Yes, yeah, Sea Wife again, like another kind of thriller, more of a thriller than Migrations is, um, but it's about kind of a story of a marriage um this family they decide to move onto a sailboat and they take the kids and they are sailing to panama and um and then you know stuff
0: happens (laughs) (laughs) then all hell breaks exactly (laughs) tested in ways they could not have ever imagined
1: (laughs) but like you know the majority of the novel is set on this boat um wow super and kind of turns into like a survival story and so it's Good, and a good summer read too. Super.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe discouraging you to take that. Yeah, maybe a family trip to Panama not that you're the planning. on Yeah. Now, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, since the weather's been so crummy, we may as well be not sailing exactly. as well. So excellent. All right, and then I want to ask, um, just because we've sort of been talking so much about water, and you and I were talking about, you know, swimming and the invigorating sort of potential process of jumping in water regularly. Do you swim, Hannah? Are you? <laughs> oh my you God, g-
1: <laughs> great question. Because I. Have never really been much of a swimmer. Ah. Um, you know, I did. I tried to do swim team for a little while. I really hated it. I was terrible a slow. Okay. Um and then I, but I've always been kind of a runner. Ah. But as I've gotten older and running just doesn't yeah. feel as good, I have decided this summer to become a swimmer. Hey, look
0: that. at that. It all <laughs> circles back. No question. Will you be doing open water swimming or will you be doing like I'm gonna go to the Y and I think do I'm my laps?
1: Start with laps. Super. Um, I just got all the gear. I love writing. <laughs> half the fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm psyching myself up <laughs> yeah, right. to actually go do it, and I think this is going to be good motivation. Oh,
0: I think so, too. Good. Well, we will be excited to hear more yeah. about Next your swimming adventures. We're going to check updated. in with Hannah. All right. all right. Well, thank you, Hannah. It is always delightful to read your pieces and equally delightful to come here and chat with you about them. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, Subscribe to the Sidecar Podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.